Welcome to the Stories She Sings, where we bring messages of biblical women to life through inspired songs. We hope this podcast will be a place of rest, refuge, and refreshing in the presence of God. Good morning. It's Carolyn Grant with the Stories She Sings. And today, as I ponder the stories that I want to share with you today. I want to encourage you to bring your journal, to bring some beautiful healing oils of the Bible, to get in a cozy place and to to take some time to have a respite and a rest in the Lord. Today, as I share with you some of the epistles of my heart, I will be sharing with you some love letters from heaven in a practice that I call scripting, where I just put my pen to the page and let the words be dictated into my mind. And these all originated in the early hours of the morning during what I call my morning meditation or my divine appointment. And as I ponder the woman that I want to share with you today, I think of Queen Esther. Queen Esther's life is an extraordinary example of a woman who fulfilled her purpose, calling, and mission. The Lord didn't ask easy things of her. She went through trials. She went through tribulation. She experienced heartache, grief, the loss of her parents. And I will be sharing a musical meditation with the story of Esther's life in a few minutes, and also the song that I wrote for her called Fulfill Your Destiny, which simply means that each one of us, I truly believe, has our very own monumental life to live that will affect generations as we ponder the choices that we each will make. We each have an opportunity to fulfill our very own destiny. I hope that you'll read the show notes that go with this podcast. There will be questions to answer, only three questions, three, maybe five questions today, but they are very important questions. And I do hope that you will take time to ponder and meditate as we move into and experience the life and the love and the gifts of Queen Esther and what she came to share with us. Never dreaming 
God would call me to rule and reign for him a queen. I was chosen to sit on a throne dressed in jewels, golden crown, kept my own eyes heavenward, unseen angels would surround. In my garden heart, God listening to each prayer my soul would sing. He would somehow Spare my people, save their lives spared by the king. I never knew I had a mission, a purpose or a cause. Never sought for this world's glory. Only heaven's sweet applause Purified, sanctified To fill my own destiny I answered God's call in my prayers When I heard Him calling me I delivered my pure message Dear husband, I'm a Jew If you must kill my people Then take my life too Listening to my message His eyes glistening with tears he spoke, you are my precious queen. Then he drew me near. You are my jewel, my Jewish queen. Sweet Esther is your name. I have come to love thee oh so well. Integrity have paid the ransom, I've weighed the cost. I never knew I had a mission, a purpose for God's cause. Never sought for this world's glory. Only heaven's sweet applause Purified, sanctified I fulfilled my destiny I answered God's call in my heart When I heard Him calling me 
God's cause Never seeking this world's glory Only heaven's sweet applause Be purified, sanctified Fulfill your destiny When God calls you, He'll give to you Queen Esther's Divine Appointment There was once a young single woman who was given the sacred task of delivering an entire group of people from destruction. She had no mother or father, as both were deceased. She had been raised by a cousin named Mordecai, who cherished his niece dearly. The young woman's name was Esther. She did not desire to be made the wife of a king. She hid her beauty from him, but he discovered it anyway and declared that she would become his wife. Esther was not happy, but she had a mission to perform which only God himself could have foreseen. In order to fulfill her divine mission, calling, and purpose, God knew that she must become the queen of Persia. But becoming queen was more than a title. Esther must be prepared for her mission, calling, and purpose to deliver the Jews from unrighteous dominion. In the process, she understood that she was not only being prepared to spare her people of an evil fate, but that she was also sparing the bloodline through which the Messiah was to be born. Did Esther know that her act of courage and heroism would affect future generations? Do each one of us realize how important our calling, our divine appointment here is upon this earth at this time as a wife, a mother, a friend, a nurturer, a cherisher, truly is? Do we comprehend how far-reaching our choice may be for good or ill? Although an orphan, a tattered child, Esther was raised on the love of Mordecai, she developed a firm faith in God, having been slowly prepared for many years prior to becoming the wife of a king. She never dreamed that she would receive the title of queen or the sacred role in saving the lives of thousands of Jews. Because of her allegiance to God and her firm desire to know His will for her, she was raised up to fulfill her divine role. She was literally delivered through divine intervention onto the throne to fulfill her divine appointment. Esther was called of God to be a mother to the Jews, and with this assignment she assisted God in delivering the Jews out of the adversary's plot to bring them all to the gallows to be hung. Is this a similitude for the crucifixion of the Savior? And was Queen Esther purified and prepared to become even as a Savior for His people? The man who devised this plot against the Jews was named Haman. 
Haman was a deeply insecure man who desired power, fame, and glory all for himself. He was chief over the princes in the court where Queen Esther lived. Because of Esther's gifts of divine intuition, she became the instrument through which God revealed the adversary's plot, which would have been administered through Haman's unrighteous dominion. Through his devious plotting, Haman urged the king to assassinate his queen, wife, Vashti, for refusing to display her naked beauty before the court by dancing for them. The queen was executed for insubordination to make an example to the other wives of the kingdom to never reject their husband's authority. He told the king that if Vashti was allowed to get away with her open rebellion against the king's orders, in time, all the other women of the kingdom would follow her example in other matters. Now, after Queen Vashti's execution, the wicked Haman built a gallows from which he planned to kill the Jews. The plot was revealed to Esther, and she went to the Jews in the kingdom and bid them to fast and pray that her husband's heart would be softened. Queen Esther used her gifts of divine femininity to prepare a feast for her husband, where she revealed the plot of Haman to kill the Jews. She begged her husband to spare her life at this feast, at last revealing that she was a Jew, and asked the king to spare her the lives of her people as well. Now the plot thickens. The king cherished Esther so dearly that he honored her wishes and had Haman hung from the gallows, which he had built to hang the Jews. It is interesting that the plot that Haman had devised to destroy the others became like a similitude for the adversary, being bound at the time of the Savior's coming so that thousands of God's children could be set free and the lineage and bloodline of the Messiah preserved. Because of Esther's devotion to God, she was blessed with the innate wisdom to create a strategy to save the Jews from an impending tragedy. Without keeping her divine appointments in Queen Vashti's garden each morning, how could she have been inspired with the knowledge she needed, the divine feminine instincts required, or the ability to arise, go forth, and conquer such a feat in the face of so great a foe. I find it interesting that the process of emotional and spiritual purification lasted for 12 months, which prepared all the chosen young women to meet the bridegroom, even the king. This process included emotional clearing as well as beauty treatments to enhance the beauty of those chosen for the honor of preparing themselves to become the queen. These young women spent time in wailing caves grieving and weeping out the sorrows of the past. There were essential oils used in the process, which were considered sacred and holy. Myrtle was one of the oils that Queen Vashti used. This small, attractive North African tree now makes itself at home through the Mediterranean and was a favorite in the ancient gardens of Baghdad, Granada, and Damascus. Today it is grown in Morocco. It is distilled from the leaves, twigs, and sometimes the flowers of the myrtle tree. The word myrtle comes from the word Hadas. It was believed that Queen Esther changed her name to Hadassah 
after the myrtle tree. Its scent is used for the balancing of energy. The ancient Greeks and Romans honored poets with myrtle to suggest that their fame would never die. It is known for its ability to aid in the care of oily complexions, acne, and enlarged surface veins. It is used to treat lung and respiratory infections, coughs, and muscle spasms. Other holy anointing oils were used in the emotional clearing processes as well in those days. These young women were carefully prepared both emotionally and physically for the beauty contest of being offered the privilege of being chosen to be the queen. Yet, only one of these women would be offered the crown and the blessings, rights, and responsibilities pertaining to it. God saw that Esther should not only be chosen, but called to be seated upon that throne, knowing beforehand that he needed her wisdom and feminine instincts, as well as her Jewish ancestry, to rule the throne in righteousness and in majesty. As she was a Jew, and there were thousands of Jews whose lives would soon be in peril, Queen Vashti, who preceded Esther on the throne, was indeed a tattered queen. It was not her purpose, calling, or mission to deliver the children of Israel from their awful fate. It is believed that the king led the people in a seven-day feast each year called the Feast of Folly. It was supposed that this was done in order to ruin the reputation of Queen Vashti. After fleeing her position as queen, being accused and executed for insubordination, Queen Vashti's royal garden became Queen Esther's sanctuary of healing and inspiration. It was believed that she visited with God in prayer in this garden, keeping her own divine appointments with Him in order to receive revelation and instruction from Him on how to deliver her people. The Queen turned to God for divine wisdom and revelation. With such guidance, she was able to intercept the adversary's plot to annihilate an entire group of people. Truly, Queen Esther was chosen by God for her role as queen. No unhallowed hand could stop her work. She was set upon her throne by divine appointment. She was called to her labor of love. Your love is the reason 
Your birthright is peace, your inheritance is joy. My lady, it is time to awaken you to a remembrance of who you truly are. You are a noble princess destined to become a queen. Every woman has a divine destiny. 
But does every woman know that just as she may have been delivered as a helpless infant into this world, she has the sacred responsibility to assist God by coming unto Christ in order to be delivered as a child of God out of the world into a far better world of peace and rest. I commission you, my daughter, to be in the world, but not of it. You have been sent to my kingdom upon this earth to discover who you truly are, why you are here, and where you are going. You have a mission, calling, and purpose to fulfill. You have been sent to this day, to this time, by divine appointment. Every woman is a candidate for queen spiritually because every woman is the daughter of a king and a queen. Do you comprehend that you are truly a daughter of God, like a Queen Esther in disguise? Every woman is veiled to who she truly is, like unto Esther, who was an orphan. My daughters have all forgotten who their divine parents truly are. They have all forgotten the majesty of their nobility and divine heritage. You must whisper to each other now, your birthright is peace, your inheritance is joy. For truly I have sent noble daughters who are trailing robes of glory to such a time as this. Every woman, one by one, must be delivered even as a little child into the kingdom of heaven, a haven of security, peace, rest, and godliness, back onto the throne of righteousness. Every woman must be restored to the pure knowledge of her own majesty. Each woman must come to the mercy seat to claim the crown of blessings, the scepter of righteousness, the shield of faith, and white flowing robes of righteousness and mercy. It is your honor and your privilege to come unto me and to ask, and thus to remember who you truly are. You are daughters of God. That means that you have been born in spirit from a royal heritage. You are princesses to a king and a queen in heaven. You are all ancient spirits, dressed in mortal costumes, disguised to yourself and to the family of man as orphans, having forgotten all of your pre-mortal life. It is up to every woman to arise, go forth and conquer her past illusions, her fixed beliefs, her forgotten roles, her misplaced spiritual identity, by becoming truly victorious in Christ in every way. For the body may wax old in years, but as you come unto me, I shall cleanse, purify, sanctify, consecrate, and cherish your hearts unto eternal life. I am the fountain of all youth. I am the secret of your inner beauty and wisdom. For while the body may wither and die, the spirit may be refreshed and renewed day by day until you have indeed become a queen again. Come, princess daughter of the king and queen. Come and let me heal you. Come and let me restore your mind and refresh your heart. For this shall bring a renewal to your body on a cellular level as well. Let me breathe in the breath of life into your very being. Let me cleanse, purify, and sanctify your soul. 
it is time to let go of all victim mentalities. Shake yourselves from the dust of forgetfulness by remembering that my grace is sufficient for all your past weakness. It's time to open the history books of your past illusions, cleanse the wounds and rewrite history into a far more glorious future. It's time for your birthright of peace and your inheritance of joy. It's time to reclaim your noble title as daughter of God, princesses to divine parents, even the future queens of a far better world. For you are divinity, reserved to come forth in these latter days to prepare the way for the Messiah. You are truly goddesses in embryo. You are uncurling now from your fetal positions and wiping the sleep of mortal amnesia from your spiritual eyes, remembering and becoming who you truly are. It is not by an act of rebellion or indignance that leads you to arise, go forth, and conquer. No, it is an act of courage and bravery which causes you, my daughter, to wipe the sleep of forgetfulness from your eyes to ask upon bended knee for ministering angels to come and mend your tattered robes of glory. You have each descended through a long line of ancients who have either fought against or rebelled from unrighteous dominion for the cause of freedom and the preservation of privileges and the agency that you clung so tenaciously to in your pre-mortal existence. Your ancestors were the real unsung heroes Many of you have no idea who these great souls were who urge you through the veil, whisper to you to lay down your fairy tale mentalities and reclaim your royal birthright. They whisper to you the assurances that there is indeed a far better world and bid you to reclaim your dignity and honor and to awake and arise, standing tall and straight with your royal scepter of light and truth in hand. This is not to bring your loved ones into suppression. It is not to turn and thus oppress those you love, but to become each one of you like unto Queen Esther, who cherished her people and served them to the end of her days. She was willing to lay down her life for her people. Some of my daughters wonder why they are married to this man or that man, never knowing that the course of the Lord is one eternal round, and that she, like Esther, has been sent not only to save one man, but an entire lineage from unrighteous dominion. Each one of you is indeed a cherished and beloved queen who did not demand the respect or honor of her people, but commanded it by the way she conducted the affairs of her kingdom. Queen Esther, lay down her life for many souls that she never personally knew. You are making choices every day that affect generations both beyond and unborn. Many of those who will be affected by your choice to embrace the gospel, to remain true to it, were born in different dispensations. But know this, my daughter, that promises were made that they would prepare the way for the restoration of the gospel in its purity and entirety so that you might have the opportunity of hearing it and that you in turn made sacred promises to them to receive it, to 
to never take it for granted and to return the favored blessing by doing this sacred work for them. Just like Queen Esther, who is deeply cherished by her husband, the king, he laid down the spirit of pride, vanity, oppression, suppression, and unrighteous dominion, the spirit that had pervaded his previous marriage to Queen Vashti. Because of Queen Esther's gentleness and boldness, the spirit of unrighteous dominion flooded the king's heart and peace was restored to the kingdom. You must never doubt the power of fasting and prayer for the softening of hearts. You must never doubt the influence of the divine attributes of a wise queen or the gifts of the spirit that will prepare her to fulfill the full measure of her creation. My daughter, be filled with gratitude for the examples of Queen Vashti and Queen Esther. Queen Vashti's purpose, calling, and mission was to literally lay down her life by protecting her virtue so that Queen Esther could follow her to the throne. Queen Vashti could not have saved the Jews. She was not one of them. It took the experiences and the lineage of Queen Esther to save her and to help her to rise up to her divine calling. In the end, God literally saved the queen, and the queen in turn saved his people.
of your lifetime. This is the day for you to prepare to meet God. Will you meet with me every morning for your cherishing lessons? Will you come unto me so that I can make of you a ministering angel here upon this earth? Will you cherish your divine appointments with me each and every new day so that I may give unto you your divine assignments for that day? We can take your lessons as fast or as slow as you would like to go. Having reclaimed the enthusiastic child, I begin jumping up and down beside his knee. I want to begin now, I eagerly announce, with a mysterious echo somewhere from royal courts above. I was so excited to come to earth. It's time I learn how to dance and flow with his spirit. He whispers to me, draw near unto me, my daughter, and I shall draw near unto you. Even as you seek me, child, ye shall surely find me. As you find me, I shall assist you in the wonderful discovery of who you truly are. You are here upon the earth at this time by my divine appointment. Inasmuch as you make my eyes your divine mirror, looking unto me in every thought, doubting not, fearing not, you shall come to see your infinite beauty and divine potential. You shall come to understand whose child you truly are. You shall come to understand the reason I have sent you here, your purpose, your sacred gifts, your calling, and your mission. You need divine assurances, child, reminding you that you are indeed the perfect child. You were created in your heavenly parents' image. They created you in perfect love. Your spirit has been fashioned from the divine elements of light, pure love and truth. Each one of my spirit's sons and daughters were created of divine elements. Therein lies the mysteries of perfection. But you, little child, have been asking questions. That is why I give you divine answers. Even as you ask to understand your purpose here, 
you shall be given the gift of insight, divine insight. It shall not be given to you to cause you to run faster than you are able. No, I will give you line upon line, precept upon precept, an unfolding of the mystery of who you are. You are already running to me. Your steps are quickening now as you are coming closer to the place in your soul where the treasure is buried. You have searched through the ruins of your past misperceptions and the resulting consequences from those choices in order to find the diamond in the rubble. I have called you to come unto me and to keep that divine appointment with me. You have been observing your daily devotions for many months now. You have done it throughout your years. You have come unto me often in the wee hours of morning searching for greater light and knowledge. You have proven your reliability to me, even your divine friend. You have spent hours in my service, not for the glory of man, but all for the intention of feeling my presence with you. Now it is by divine appointment that I call you forth from the shadows into the light. You have been chosen, called, and elected to become divinely appointed unto the partaking of the jewels of love, joy, and peace. For this is my glory, and it shall come to rest upon your head as a crown of blessings. First, all beliefs that you do not deserve such a crown must be cleansed from your mind. Ask, and it shall be given you. Ask for the righteous desires of thy heart. Yesterday, as you drove along, you mentioned to me, I don't want a big mansion in the heavens. It would be too much to clean. I want a perfectly sized mansion so that I can spend my time serving thee with creative gifts. Your mansion is being prepared for you, and it will be a house of glory and honor. You shall have thy heart's desires. Even a cherishing room is being prepared for you, a place in which to serve and bless all of God's children. A room where the righteous desires of your heart may be fulfilled, and a new song shall fill its space. In your dreams yesterday, I urged you with the voice of my spirit to not cease your daily revelations. I spoke clearly unto your mind and told you, Don't stop now, little sister. You are on to something. Remember the game you played with your sisters as a little girl? Something would be hidden, and those others in the room who knew where the object was would simply say to the one who did not know where the object was, You're getting warmer. As the ignorant one, you drew nearer to the object. If they moved away from the object, the others would say, You are getting colder. Even so, I am telling you, my child, for all your seeking to find me, even the object of your affection, you are getting warmer. Do not stop now. Continue seeking for me, and you shall become warmer still. You shall be warmed by my spirit, until you no longer feel the pangs of heartache that you are alone and single at this time. Be single to my glory, daughter, and I shall receive you unto mine own bosom. She never knew 
she was a princess Never knew she wore a crown Never knew she flew on angel wings Never danced in flowing gowns Never walked within pure palace walls With a prince close by your side She longed for happy ever afterings Like old storybooks describe In those castles in her mind Came a knight in armor shining Bequeathed her with the scepter To break down those walls confining He placed on her head A golden crown clothed her in robes of white You are my fair lady now Queen of honor, truth and light He smiled, come look in the mirror now Behold the crown upon your head See your flowing robes of glory now See the truths I see instead You're a woman of honor A daughter of nobility She smiled, I see life so differently I behold the king in you I'll hold you to your honor now It's the gift I give to you I believe in all you are Other souls to save This world has fallen fast asleep We must wake men from the shallow graves There's a kingdom sleeping here on earth One that mortal minds can see Each soul filled by darkened eyes Embers of divinity We must go and wake them Said the newfound queen Teach them the truth of who this life is but a fragile dream He smiled, come look in the mirror now A crowning light rests on your head You're clothed in robes of glory now Your truth I see instead You're a woman of honor Daughter of nobility child within reclaim your lost identity she said I won't look back on where I've been won't look back on who I was new kingdoms lie before me now a palace of pure love I wear this crown with Oh, come.
I'm a woman of honor. I claim my nobility. The god is sleeping deep within. Is rising up to dance with dignity. She said, "Come look in the mirror now. Behold the crown upon your head. You came trailing clouds of glory here." This truth dancing in my head. You're a man of honor. Claim your nobility. Wake and rise, the son of God. Come, let's dance our divinity. Let's dance with dignity. Let's dance divinity. If you ask me, child, I shall give you the ability to see even more deeply the beauty of the souls that you are ministering to. I shall let you behold the queens and the kings of your first estate, former friends and loved ones, for the purpose of giving them divine assurances as to who they truly are. The gifts of the Spirit are for the benefit of those who love me. You love me. Although your love for me is not yet perfect, you are converted to me. You know that I am the healer. You know that you are but my instrument. I can use you if you will turn to me with even greater purpose of heart. When your energy level is at a low, come unto me and purge out the iniquity that is within you, and you shall be endowed with power from on high. Ask in faith for this power. It is the power of pure charity. Ask in the sincerity of your heart that you may be filled and replenished daily to continue the work of ministering and nurturing to my children. Ask that you might truly become a ministering angel in the flesh, for I have need of more ministering angels in the flesh to do this loving work. Ask that the way may be prepared for you financially, energetically, spiritually, physically, and emotionally to continue this work, and the way shall be opened unto you. You do not ask enough of me, my child. You spend more time fretting about that which you stand in need of than you do in getting on your knees and asking for divine intervention and my unhindered assistance. Put this energy to good use, daughter, and I shall make miracles for you. Ask in faith, believing that you shall receive, and it shall be given to you. Your heart is right. Your desires to serve me are pure. You do not desire the glory. You have no use for applause. You simply want to be about your father's business. So I shall take you with me to where I am going. I shall take you to the Africas within the hearts of your own country. I shall show you the hungry, the starving, the orphans, the spiritually homeless, the naked. They are all around you, my daughter. Though they are dressed in fine twine linen and eating the food of kings and queens, they are starving spiritually for living water and living bread. You do not need to go to Africa to assist me. 
You can remain right where you are, and I shall bring you the hungry, the tired, the naked, and the cold. Some of them are freezing on a summer's day with the noonday sun shining all about them. Some of them walk in darkness at noonday simply because they do not know where or how to find me. Open the blinds slowly. Do not give them too much light at once. Feed them upon milk before meat. Be gentle with them. Many of them have been fasting from spiritual meat and from living water. Teach them, just like Queen Esther, who is deeply cherished by her husband, the king. He laid down the spirit of pride, vanity, oppression, suppression, and unrighteous dominion, the spirit that had pervaded his previous marriage. Because of Queen Esther's gentleness and boldness, the spirit of unrighteous dominion fled the king's heart, and peace was restored to the kingdom. You must never doubt the power of fasting, the power of mighty prayer for the softening of hearts. You must never doubt the influence of the divine attributes of a wise queen or the gifts of the spirit that will prepare her heart to fulfill the full measure of her creation. Be filled, my daughter, with gratitude for the examples of Queen Vashti and Queen Esther. Queen Vashti's purpose, calling, and mission was to literally lay down her life by protecting her virtue so that Queen Esther could follow her to the throne. Queen Vashti could not have saved the Jews. She was not a Jew. It took the experiences and the lineage of Queen Esther to save the Jews, to rise up to her divine calling. In the end, God literally saved the queen, and the queen, in turn, saved his people. Just 
Stream. 